Welcome back to the 16th Street Scanner. I'm AJ. That's Tyler. Tyler, how we doing? I am okay, AJ. There's a lot of smoke in my area right now. I think it's coming your way. Oh, it's uh, already here. Yeah. And the the city of Chicago is telling us, hey, don't pollute. Uh, don't don't cause any emissions. But we are going to have a NASCAR race this weekend. So Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's going to be some sort of emissions happening. I feel like everyone's going to blame it on the NASCARs. Like, wow, the smog. If they, if only there weren't 30 cars on Lakeshore Drive today, <laughs> as opposed to like the typical 20,000. It, yeah, it's already happening. Like people have made comments to me. They're like, oh yeah, they're going to bring those in. Um, <laughs> But you know, the, the thousands of cars on the highway don't matter. So. Nope, <laughs> nope not at all. Well, yeah. Well, it might be similar situation in mid Ohio this weekend. Cause it's, I've heard the smog is also very bad there. Um, but Lexington, Ohio is very different from Chicago. So, uh, the, the, the rural central Ohio crowd is much more accepting <laughs> of the, smoke. of the race cars coming to town. So yeah, yeah, no, looking forward to the Honda Indy 200 this weekend, at the mid Ohio sports car course. Um, Always a fun one. I've been one time, Tyler. Obviously, you've I'm never been, never been. Um, but yeah, it's a fun one. Always a good race every year. Um, Tyler, what are you looking forward to this weekend? So I I did kind of watch the race from last year. Mm -hmm. I I was in and out. I was working out. Um, when I was doing it. Mm -hmm. So I I just hope for a a little bit more competitive of a race because last year's was kind of. Uh, Scott McLaughlin got kind of lucky. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, they closed the pits, or uh, yeah, they threw the yellow right after he got out of his pit, so he didn't really have to do an out lap. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping for something a little bit more competitive, to be honest. Well, and also McLaren imploded. Shout out, yeah, the Titanic submarine, but um, <laughs> uh, McLaren essentially. Gave it away to Scott McLaughlin. If well, and then race control gave it to Scott McLaughlin. But um, because I also rewatched today to to just remind myself a little bit about what happened. But um, yeah, hopefully it's a little more a little more competitive. Although it was a decent race last year, it, it was. You know, Ohio's always a good race. I I always enjoy it. Yeah, Scotty Mackley, he didn't win by a wide margin. I don't think. Um, no. I, I actually didn't catch the, the end of the, the race, but <laughs> I, I remember I was watching, it was just like Polo riding his tail most of the time and he was within a second. So yeah. he still earned it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It'll, it'll be a good one. I mid Ohio to me is like the quintessential IndyCar 
track. It's it's a driver's track. It's not it's nothing flashy. It's been on the schedule forever. Um but it it's it's fun. You can race side by side. Um I, I really I, I it's for me, it's this and Road America are the two non-indie division are the two best tracks on the schedule, in my opinion. And I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like this three week stretch or three race stretch here from road America to mid Ohio. And then Toronto is coming up in a couple of weeks. This is about as good as it gets as an IndyCar fan, in my opinion. And I don't know if that comes across to you at all. Does that, do you feel that not, way? Not really. Uh, Cause like the, I don't know what the latter half of the season looks like. I mean, I know Gallagher comes up, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely after, you know, you've watched, you watch them race at IMS already. Mm-hmm. Um, so not super uh, enthralling, but mm-hmm. I can see why uh, I'm excited for Nashville. You know, I feel like that, like I've watched a bit of that race and I liked it. Uh, I like <laughs> Toronto though, too. So yeah, I can see why you would think that these three races are kind of the best racing you're going to get all year Yeah, or, the, or some the, of it. The thing about, I mean, I love Iowa. I was after Toronto and obviously we get two races there. Um, I'll just run through the rest of the schedule because we are at the midway point. We'll kind of do a midway mid mid season review in the in the latter half of this this episode. But you've got mid Ohio this weekend. Two weekends after that, it's Honda Indy Toronto. Um, then the weekend after that, you got back to back double header um, at Iowa on July twenty second, July twenty third, um, August sixth. They're down in Nashville. Gallagher Grand Prix at Indy the week after that. Um, then you got Gateway, Portland, and then Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey out at WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca to close out the year. Um, Toronto, to me, is like, well, I guess I should start by saying Nashville is obviously insane, which, I mean, I get why that's fun to watch, mm-hmm. but it's it's a shit show. <laughs> yeah, like Detroit. For like for me, Detroit yeah. was not that fun to watch because it was just yellow, yellow, yellow. But see, Nashville, I mean, they've only been going to Nashville for two years now. It's mm-hmm. been like that both times, but like worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I feel like Toronto has that kind of that balance where yeah, some crazy shit can happen, but it's still it's still a racer's track, you know. There's a couple good, interesting sections of the track, and um, for a street race, there's a, it, it's pretty good because there's more excitement than a place like I don't know St. Pete. St. Pete sometimes can get a little drawn out, sometimes a little boring. Obviously, we had a good race this year, and mm-hmm. obviously the the chaos was part of that. But yeah, I mean Mid Ohio in is a is a follow-up to road America. Like it's, it's hard to follow up road America because I mean, I, I would argue it's the best road course in North America. Um, mid Ohio is a, is right there with it. In my opinion, Interesting. such a fun place. There's like the S's cars can run side by side. There's very few places where on a road course <laughs> where open wheel cars can run side by side, like back to back corners. Mm-hmm. And I love that aspect of the S's where someone's got 
the advantage on this corner, but that it flips for the next corner and then it flips back. And it just makes for some, some good racing, I guess. Yeah, I can totally see that. I, that's something I never paid attention to Mm -hmm. um, personally, but makes sense. Uh, I feel like when I think about racing, you're right. It is mostly this guy overtakes here. Does this guy undercut him and come back or, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's kind of corner by corner trading Mm -hmm. versus less real time exchanges, you know? Yeah. Well, it's also like a good strategy track too, because there aren't a ton of passing opportunities. I mean, there's one real one main one, I guess going into the keyhole is a pretty good opportunity too, but, but coming down the, the, the backstretch there into turn four, I mean, that's really, you know, your best opportunity to pass. So it's not like there's a ton, uh, like you're not beating it. It's not beating you over the head. Like, some other tracks do mm-hmm. um, like Indy, you know, there's a million passes for the lead. A lot of them don't mean anything. Yeah. It's, it's frequent enough to be exciting, but not frequent enough to mean nothing. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it strikes that good balance. And then obviously strategy always plays a big role. And that just adds another, Another thing to it, I think back to 2018 when Alexander Rossi won and he was like the only guy to go two stops and the literally the entire field went three stops and he won by like 20 seconds, but it was still a great race because that storyline carried through the whole race. And then there was still lots of passing because guys, a lot of guys went three stops and were running as hard as they can, you know, Mm -hmm. so just makes for some good variety, some good action. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it, you know, let's yeah. watch it. I think I'll be able to catch this one live, which is good, um, especially because I was I was really disappointed that Road America. I couldn't A, mm-hmm. I couldn't be there. B, I couldn't watch it live, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I'm, it's good. It's good to watch it live. Yeah, it, it always feels different. It's good to be like on Twitter, too, and seeing what people are saying while it's going on. And yeah, it's an event. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And yeah, usually I I've whether or not I try and avoid it or not, I usually end up seeing who won anyway, if I don't get to watch it live. So definitely, definitely different experience, but yeah, I feel like this is like, so Indy is kind of the, the intro, the, 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 the new fans favorite track. I feel like mid Ohio is like the IndyCar sickos favorite track. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is for like the real hardcore, like the people who, who have ruined their lives watching IndyCar. This is, you know, like this is Go like a, like a White Sox fan. He still <laughs> sits down. So it's no idea what that's like, but you know, there. I'm sure you could speak to that. Tyler. Yeah, it's nothing but pain, but you have hopes. Well, I guess that doesn't really describe Mid Ohio because it's yeah. fun, but it's yeah. not. It, it's it's like it's like a Miller High Life. Yeah, and well, I will say, you know, I and maybe what you're getting at is like White Sox fans are very focused on like understanding the sport, knowing who's on the team, being really like detail oriented. I'm not saying all of them are right, but they at least pretend to be. Well, see, you um, say that, but that in no way describes any White Sox fan I know. <laughs> not even me. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me, White Sox fan is like, let's drink a Modelo. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, there's eventually, like, after, you know, 
in in a good year, it's like after the fourth inning where we're like pounding medallas. This year, yeah. it's like before the game starts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, Mid Ohio. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna build on this a little bit. Mid Ohio is like a Miller High Life. It's not the best beer you're ever gonna have. Mm-hmm. It's not the most memorable beer you're gonna have. It's always gonna get the job done. Yeah, it's if it's nice and cold, fresh out of the, out of the cooler condensation you know dripping down the sides (laughs) that absolutely pure golden color just knocks it out of the park well no it doesn't knock it out of it it uh, it does a miller high life normally does your sixth miller high life may not but it's it's a line drive single yeah just you know or maybe even a stand-up double just no that's i feel like that's going too far you know, it's I joked with uh, some buddies that, you know, when I when you cross the Indiana border that they uh, they just give you a 30 rack Miller High Life. Like, welcome to the state. I feel like it's hams, actually, but is it? I don't know. I'm not a local. <laughs> High Life but... is a little, uh, a little fancy. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's the champagne of beers after all. Yeah. Cheers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just. And I, I've been one time. It was a great viewing experience. It's a good atmosphere. It's pretty much entirely GA. Like everyone's just sitting in their lawn chairs. On there's a really good spot in the, and they show it on TV every year. Obviously, um, on the inside of Turn Four, just a big kind of slope up to the the top of a hill, and there's like a concession stand and stuff, and some trees back there, and um. Yeah, it's just it's a good environment. If if you haven't been to an IndyCar race and you're not looking to go to the Indy 500, like I haven't been to Road America, so I, I don't know about that. But from what I've been to, like this is the one I would go to 100 percent because it's just a fun, fun experience. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the race. I'm and again, like you, I'm I'm able to watch live, so I'm. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be good to I'll, I'll make sure that I can you know hit you up then because sometimes I don't you know it's like uh, you you never know if someone's watching you don't want to spoil. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, especially with good. streaming, like yeah, timelines are always kind of off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you you kind of wait like ten seconds after the race is finished, be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or yeah, if someone paused it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we should talk about like the actual on track stuff this <laughs> this week. Um, obviously coming off a win at Road America. Um is Alex Pillow the favorite until like someone proves otherwise? Is that kind of how we have to operate at this point? I think absolutely. <laughs> He's been that dominant and consistent. I think he has to be. Now, maybe if he qualifies really poorly. Uh, then you can have a conversation of, you know, can he still perform, which he probably still can. But uh, I, I think for me as a newcomer, yeah, you know, he he seems like he's running away with the championship and he's just he's too good. Yeah. I mean, I think we said this last week, but it feels different. Like it feels like he's actually in control and it would take, for lack of a better word, a miracle for anyone else to win the championship at this point. Like, yeah. He needs several bad weeks and someone else needs to step up and have 
several good weeks when he's having bad weeks to, in order to make it a contest. Yeah, like Renus VK needs to hit him in the pits. <laughs> Free race. <laughs> and Erickson <laughs> will perform. But then he's still but then he still finishes fourth. True. <laughs> <laughs> so doesn't really do a whole lot for you. But I mean if someone can win out and Pelot finishes fourth <laughs> every week for the rest of the year, then maybe we'll have a conversation. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, right now, I I think yeah, it's Pelot all the way. You know, I I'd love to see someone else win or you know, kind of even be close at this point. Uh, but Do you get bored when someone is dominant. I I can't stand it. It doesn't matter the sport. Yeah. I hate when someone's dominant. I hate it. Absolutely. That's why I'm like, I'm largely checked out of F1 this year just because it's Ma- It's the Max Verstappen show, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want that in IndyCar. I don't want that in any of my sports. No, so. no. Well, I feel like that's the only sport where that can happen, where you just kind of know. I mean, maybe like baseball in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Yankees. Like, or... Yeah, pre-salary cap where. Yeah. Yeah, the Yankees had infinite money. <laughs> but even like like in NASCAR, Jimmy Johnson, I don't hate Jimmy Johnson, but he won seven titles and it's just, it just gets boring, you know? Mm-hmm. And it may, it makes it less fun to watch when there's someone that you know, the Red Sox and I mean, it's cool don't know. get me wrong when they're like touching records and history books are opening. But like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, when the, I mean, when the Red Sox won the won their first World Series in what ninety something years, I was excited for them. I thought it was yeah. cool. Yeah, and then they won like four more in the next ten years, and I was like, okay, I'm over yeah. this. <laughs> it's the same thing with the Warriors and in the NBA. Yeah, you know, it was cool at first, and now it's can someone else? Obviously, someone else has won. But, yeah, unless it's the guy you're rooting for, like you know, like we we grew up with. At least one balls three peat. So, um, granted, we were very young. Yeah. Uh, still, like people in Chicago, right off that now. Um, I feel like it's different if you know if you're a Polo fan, you got to be thriving right now. Absolutely. So, I I don't blame them for getting excited every week. Be like, yeah, I'm gonna go watch or a Max Verstappen fan. You know, I'm yeah. gonna go watch him dominate. <laughs> this is the golden years. Yeah, you got to <laughs> live it up. As man. good as it gets. I, I think back to like those Blackhawks years. Yeah. They won what? Three, three. and six years. Yeah, years? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was six. Six. Yeah. 2010 to 2015. So yeah. I think technically six. Yeah, that's six still. Years, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still think back to that and like, obviously yeah. that was a lot of fun. I'm sure everyone else hated the Blackhawks. Oh, for sure. They still hate us. We yeah. just got Connor Bedard today. Yeah. So you have reason to hate us. Yeah. Well, and that's when I was living in Denver, I was going to a lot of abs games and, you know, you kind of catch the bug when there's a good team in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I do feel like it was the same thing. Not that the abs had been dominant. I mean, they kind of had shit the bed the last couple of <laughs> couple of years before that. Um, but you did get the sense, especially just like scrolling through Twitter and stuff, especially when they're playing the Edmonton. Like people were pissed about the mm-hmm. apps. Kale McCarr, so dirty. Nate McKinnon, so dirty. <laughs> Getting all the calls, you know. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. At, at least it still feels like every there's other drivers that have a chance. It's not predestined that Alex Pillow is going to win. Yeah. And it, if Alex Pillow does, well, well we're going to talk about this later. The, the rumors, speculation about an F1 career for him. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does like get something midseason, then I like I feel like I care less about him winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would it would be cool to see him go partially because it would be cool to see an IndyCar guy go. And we can talk about this more later. But um, also, it would just like throw everything else into chaos IndyCar wise. Like yeah. everything changes if he goes and he's not a factor anymore. I feel like that would totally change the IndyCar landscape. Which would be fun. That would be yeah, cool. Definitely. Um, so who do you think needs a good week this week? Outside of the obvious. I mean, like Yeah. You I know, can only Graham Ray Hall needs a good week. I can only we push the Stingray Rob button so many times. Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah. Uh hmm. You know, I feel like uh it'd be cool to see Ryan Hunter Ray perform. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think he will, but I, I just don't think that team's set up no. uh, for it. Such a big midseason change. Um, you know, who am I rooting for? I'm still rooting for Simon Pagano. Yeah. Uh, I again, it's like some of these guys feel like they just can't break the top ten, yeah. and if you can't even come close, then like I feel like it's un, unattainable. Yeah. Um, you're living in the mid middle pack. Um. I, I would say honestly, uh, Erickson. I mean, he needs to keep keep putting the pressure on. Yeah, someone so, has to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Erickson and Newgarden. Yeah, yeah, they both. And if I mean, we're all kind of counting on them to keep things close. <laughs> they both need a good week. Um, I totally agree with you there. I also agree with Ryan Hunter Ray, but I don't feel like it's it's from like a negative aspect, I think it would just be good for the team and get them some good momentum. Like if I, if Ryan under Ray finishes 24th this week, I don't think anyone would be like, wow, he needs to get it together. No, you know, everyone's understanding this just started. So you kind of have an excuse for most of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's more just from a positive momentum standpoint that if he can have a good week. I think it it would probably help out Renus too. I think it helps out the whole team. Just gets them going in the right direction, which I think a good, healthy Ed Carpenter racing is good for IndyCar overall. Just because yeah. they've shown in the past that they're capable of winning races and more teams that can win races is a good thing. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so it'd be cool to see. To be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably been a while. I mean... The- it's probably since Joseph Newgarden left. I mean, they were always good at Iowa a lot. Um, Ed Carpenter finished second in Indi- at Indy in 2018. You know, there. Yeah, yeah. Renus was up there this year. You know, true, true. I, They've... I guess Renus. Sometimes I just forget that he's on Ed Carpenter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He just seems Is that like because he's because you forget about Renus entirely because <laughs> he's been at the back of the pack. Most of the I just I feel like he's just operating on an island like mm-hmm. he doesn't I feel like he doesn't even have a team <laughs> he just shows up <laughs> in the car <laughs> and he goes you know yeah I don't know 
He's like, like the guy that lived in the airport. He's Tom Hanks in the in the terminal. Yeah, and th- do they ever cut to him? Um, like I don't know. I I feel like I never see him out of his car. The f- like I feel like the first time I saw him out of his car was at Indy in in the uh, when he was like riding the scooter by us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not. I mean, I don't know if that says more about the broadcast or, or how the season has gone for Renus. Yeah, I feel like more about more about how this the season has gone because i do feel like he was getting a little more play when he was a rookie i I don't know if he won a race that year if it was the next year but like he was living downtown speedway and like riding his bike all the time and you there was he was getting a lot of play way more than he gets now and probably because he's just new Mm -hmm. you know yeah but he also left indy he lives in like st pete or you know, Miami or Fort Lauderdale or whatever now. So it's a little less interesting. It's not as cool. I mean, it's probably cool for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely cool for him. (laughs) It's a little less cool from like a a writer's standpoint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy. You always want the local boy to win. Um, So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he won the GMR. So that was the whole thing was like he would like bike to the track every day or whatever. I can't remember exactly what it was, but like so his it was like his home track, essentially. <laughs> Plus, it was an indie, too, which is cool. But no, maybe he needs to come back. Maybe. Maybe he does. Uh, maybe he needs that spark. He needs a change. Yeah. Change yeah. in routine. Who knows yeah. what's going on? Um, I think I would say the driver that most needs a good week Um we, I feel like we've hardly talked about him at all. I feel like no one has talked about him at all. Um, is David Malukas? He had a really good year last year. He kind of flashed, you know, showed some flashes of talent throughout the year. Um, but his best finish since Long Beach is 19th, and yeah. I feel like he's quietly getting away with it. That I think that's fair. You know, when I think about David Malukas, the first thing that comes to mind is um, uh, Townsend thinking that he was leading the Texas uh, uh, Oval (laughs) and he was down (laughs) a lap. (laughs) He's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, uh, I can't remember who corrected him. He's like, no, he's getting lapped, man. Um, (laughs) The the funny thing about that is that's his best race all year. (laughs) I mean, he finished fourth there, so I'm like, he didn't, you know. Yeah, he, he did I, have a good. Yeah, it must have been something. Uh, well, actually, who? Because it was a uh, Pato and uh, New Garden won Texas, and then Pato. yeah, but they they had a wide margin those two, so that's why probably. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think at one point they were the only two on the lead lap. Yeah, but yeah, he he had a good race last year. He finished ninth here at Mid Ohio last year. So I think this is an opportunity for him to kind of get it together. Um, part of it, I wonder, I mean, he had Takuma Sato as a teammate last year, which in Dale Coyne terms is a really good teammate to have. Um, and no offense to Stingray, but I'm sure he can't set up a car like Takuma Sato can, you know? No, I don't think he... <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it probably was a big benefit to him last year to have a veteran teammate to help kind of yeah point him in the right direction. And now that he's <laughs> the elder statesman, so to speak, it's I feel like he's year. like 19 or I, yeah. yeah. How old is he? I don't know. He's, he's young. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like that might be part of it. I haven't really considered that until this very moment, but maybe I don't think uh, people might be overestimating how much the that plays a role, you know, like your teammate or your experience, or maybe I'm underestimating it. I don't know. It's like, uh, I just feel like well, maybe Sato knows. Is, uh, maybe, it depends on Sato's involvement. I don't know the behind the scenes stuff either, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I feel like they talk about a lot of stuff on TV way more than like, there's a lot of stuff they drill into the ground that I feel like probably doesn't really matter that much. But mm. this is one of the few things that they do talk about and that guys who have been in the car talk about a lot. That makes me think there might actually be something to that, you know? Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, they, they were talking about that in practice with Ryan Hunter Ray last week. It, it wrote America. There was, he noticed some ringing or something when he shifted gears. And that apparently means something about like the gears too short, or I can't remember what exactly it is. It was something way over my head that I'd never heard before until mm-hmm. he, he mentioned it. And it was like his first lap in the car. Yeah. And he mentioned like- it right away. Um, so I do feel like there's something to that. I mean, you know, experience isn't a bad thing. Obviously some guys slow down with age, but the more, you know, I, I definitely help. I definitely see that. I just don't want people being like, Oh, the it, it's like uh, probably how, uh, I overestimate Brian Herta's, uh, influence <laughs> on Kyle Kirkwood, <laughs> you know, or, or Colton Herta for that. I don't know. The results are still backing you up. So, yeah, but still, I don't know. It's like. For me, it's like, how much does it impact it? I, it's really hard for me to say. I don't. It's like, there's nothing else I can compare it to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's probably the opposite aspect of it, too. The opposite perspective that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So if you've never experienced it and it's a negative experience, mm-hmm. you're not worried about it. You're not thinking about it. You're not afraid of it. Yeah that yeah probably helps you take some risks that you otherwise wouldn't or something i don't know but yeah i i wonder how like i bet you mclaren's just part of mclaren is probably just like you have so many good experienced people resources who are know how to set the car up or know like oh this is what's going wrong mm-hmm. um like that all adds up you know mm-hmm. i I kept wanting mentally, I kept wanting to make the comparison to like people always in baseball. They're always like, oh, you know, the manager's this manager that. But the manager is like, you know, really limited impact on the game. It's like, you know, he might win you or lose you four games a year. Yeah. Not not most of the games. Uh, but like I can't make that comparison to IndyCar because they I think they do have a huge influence on how the car set up and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean strategy is a big part of it too. I mean, if if you're out on worn tires for one lap too long, I mean, a second <laughs> makes a huge difference. We saw that last week. <laughs> yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, come in too early. Yeah. That you have to save two more laps of fuel. That's a big deal. So I don't know. I I mean, I I don't know that everyone would make such a big deal about it and pay so much money for certain people if if they didn't feel like it made a difference and if they think it makes a difference true then Then it probably does yeah i i'll believe them until someone proves otherwise i think 
Yeah. In terms of other drivers that need good weeks this week, you talked a little bit about McLaren. I'm going to put Alexander Rossi on on notice officially. Matt Rosenquist? No, because Rosenquist, like the expectations aren't totally there. You know, no one's yeah, like, I, I I feel like you can, you know, Rosenquist is done. Like the, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Unless Pelot goes to F1, which again, we can. Yeah, then. Later. Yeah. It's who knows what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I think Alexander Rossi kind of got a grace period there. Like moving to a new team isn't easy, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, But. At some point, he needs to to put up some results. Rossi was at uh, uh, Chip Ganassi before? Uh, he was with Andretti. Andretti, okay. Yeah, so um, he first came over from F1, and it was, um, it was technically um, Andretti Herda. Like, Brian Herda yeah. had his own team. Um, but then Andretti kind of, like, absorbed Brian Herda Autosport um or Brian Herter racing i can't remember what what their official title was but um and then he had been with Andretti until this year obviously that was 2016 he was a rookie when he won the 500 um but yeah i i mean you get a grace period there for a couple weeks but when you're moving to a team it you know that's it's such a high level and is considered one of the top teams you need to start winning races at some point yeah and it's it's not like Alexander Rossi is, you know, like a mid-pack driver. He's he's one of the best drivers in the series. And I don't think a lot of people would argue with you on that. Um, he needs to start winning races. That's kind of the, how I feel. Like, you're yeah, in but- one of the top teams, arguably top two team in the paddock right now. Definitively top three. He needs, like... You need to put up the results at some point. And I feel like this is a week where he could do it. He's won here in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a driver's track, I feel like. Um, so if things go well, barring any implosions like last year, <laughs> where you get two DNFs, mechanical DNFs from McLaren, um, he needs to have a good week. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm Because he, he performs. He's just not, you know, top. He's yeah. not winning. Yeah. yeah, like top tens are great, but top tens don't win championships. And yeah. if you're at McLaren, you need to be in contention for the championship. Yeah. Getting getting some podiums. Yeah. yeah. The, I can like understand he, that. He doesn't feel like a threat. He doesn't feel like a top driver in the series right now. And for someone that kind of commanded as much attention when he re-signed with Andretti last contract, it was kind of a big deal. It was like, oh, where's he going? You know, mm-hmm. like. Can Andretti hold on to him? Is he going to go to Penske? What's, you know, what's going to happen? And he resigned yeah. and then he won like one race in two years. Um, And people are still kind of talking about him as someone on the same level as like Joseph Newgarden or Pato or Scott Dixon or whatever. You know, he's kind of treated that same way as a top driver. I don't treat him that way, to be honest. Because you haven't but, like, he uh, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, was <laughs> yeah. kind of the. The big new thing. I've seen him win. <laughs> you have, yes. Yeah. yeah, you have. That's that's yeah. First race is one to, win in like three years. You saw it in person. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I've given Pato a hard time on the show. Yeah, so you have to give yeah Rossi 
he he had his time to kind of adjust and get acquainted with his new team. And now it's time to start showing some results. Mm -hmm. Kind of in a similar vein. I mean, granted, he's got a year or a win this year, but Scott McLaughlin has kind of been struggling the last month or two. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I don't think he uh, is keeping up with, you know, uh, New Garden at all. No. Uh, I don't know the reasoning behind any of that, but... Yeah, he he just hasn't had it. Seemingly. If your teammate's winning and you're not, I think that's a pretty bad. Uh, it's a pretty bad. Big indicator. Uh, I think I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't have he didn't have a great month of May, which is you know, it is what it is. Um, the most important remember. month of the year. Yeah, where did he finish it? Road America, P eight, which again, like, yeah, top, top tens top. are great, but. That, that you know, it looks good on the on the resume at the end of the career that you had so many top tens, but no one remembers the guy with the most top tens. Yeah, that, you he know, wins, and he's yeah. clearly he's clearly fast. He needs he needs to to be considered someone. I don't consider him on that same tier as Newgarden and Pillow and Dixon and those guys, but I think he could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, he just need he needs to fulfill his potential. I think. Yeah, well, not going to get any argument from you there. I feel like Scott Dixon, you know, uh, could step up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he's still been performing, just not again, not winning or yeah. not. I mean, podiums uh, are good too. I think he got a podium at Road America, right? So, or did he get fourth? I can't remember. He, he finished fourth, but he came yeah. all the way back from like twenty third or whatever. Yeah, he was real close. I think. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he's tied with Pato for fourth in the in the standings right now. I think technically he's fifth because I don't know. They go they, to a tiebreaker or something. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know exactly how the tiebreakers work, but hmm. um, yeah, yeah, he he does need a good week. I mean, he just needs a win. I feel like it's been a long time since since Scott Dixon has won a race. I don't know. But, so basically. Everyone except Poel needs a win. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. We could have saved like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, pretty much everyone other than Poel. I think it's like we're we're kicking like a, you know, we're poking a dead body like wake up. You guys I, do you see what's happening out there? Well, yeah, Alex <laughs> Poel needs to have a shit week so we have something else to talk about. That's yeah. what needs to happen. <laughs> That's really what I care about. Yeah. So um, is there anything else you want to talk about mid Ohio wise? Uh, not, and there's nothing that I can think of to be honest, okay. you know, nothing specific. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about the track itself? Obviously you've watched a couple of races from here. I, we watched one way back when, before we started the podcast, they told you to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it seems cool. Uh, exciting. I still feel like you wrote America's better. Um, but it's uh, certainly better you're not than Indy car sicko yet. <laughs> it's certainly better than Detroit. Uh, that that was, <laughs> man, that was boring. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm excited for it. You know, it, it seems like a good, the it presents a good potential for a race. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, for much more. I think you'll be thrilled to hear this. There's, I mean, you can tell. I think watching on TV that there's a lot of elevation change. Mm-hmm. It's 
more pronounced in person. Like the camera does not do it justice. It's very yeah. much like in Augusta, the Masters, same thing. Everyone always says it's way hillier than it, it looks yeah, like it looks. on TV. Yeah, huh. very similar. I was I was very surprised the first time I went how how you know how extreme some of those changes were, especially in the keyhole. That was what was most surprising. It's when you first take that right hand turn, it's pretty significantly downhill. I was very mm-hmm. surprised. So well, that that is exciting to me. I I've been a vocal advocate <laughs> for hills. So you have been. Yeah. So this I mean, you're kinda outside of probably Laguna Sica. Yeah. I mean that's kinda unless you count the bridge at Nashville. You're kind of yeah. This is the last of until the finale. This is your last opportunity for any elevation change. So it's gonna Enjoy be quite while it lasts. It's gonna be a dry July and <laughs> <laughs> August. Yeah. Yep. Um, some just some notes that I saw that were kind of interesting. Um Scott Dixon is gonna make his 314th consecutive start, which is the second longest. Um which I believe is second to Tony Kanaan. Um, I'm not sure the exact number of starts, consecutive starts. Um, but then also Graham Rahal is making his 251st start with Honda, which ties Tony Kanaan for the most starts driving a Honda. Honda, Honda. I sound like Lee Diffie. Honda. <laughs> a Honda-powered car, which also... This is a huge race for Honda. I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, Honda America, like all of their American production, is primarily based out of Marysville, Ohio, which is not super far. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. That's like their first American manufacturing facility was in Ohio. So, And there's a couple like the Acura NSX. They build that in in Ohio, there's the engine plant in Anna. I I lived for a brief period of time in Western Ohio, so I got all the the background knowledge on on Honda and their influence on the on the community on the community. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, and I was just flipping through, scrolling through the the spotter guide this weekend. But I feel like the paint schemes, the liveries, whatever you want to call them, are too boring. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I just like I think back about when I was a kid and maybe it's just because I'm not a kid anymore. But there were so many distinct and memorable schemes back then. And I feel like it just doesn't that doesn't exist anymore. I don't know how you feel about it. I think I talked about liveries at some point with you. I can't remember if it was on air or off the air or, or what, but I, I did remember asking you like, well, you know why? Like when it doesn't strike me, you know, mm-hmm. I don't see the importance of it. Um, I want a car that's memorable. Erickson's car is probably the most memorable one out there. Uh, Cause I'd it's agree. got the Husky chocolate on it. And like, I total, I know when Erickson is coming around the corner, well, mm-hmm. I know because he's normally in front and it's 10, um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know, I guess Scott Dixon, uh, I, I know that one off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I would agree. I think, uh, you know, for the most part, 
it's been a little lackluster. I did yeah. see something about Scotty Mack, uh, his livery for this weekend. I think it's going to be like red, white, and blue or something. Well, um, it, it's the meat wagon. Wait, what? The good ranchers. <laughs> it's the meat wagon. He's got the, good ranchers back on the car. What's good ranchers? Uh, I think it's almost like an Omaha Steaks kind of situation. Oh, okay. But and I'm it, not totally positive. But they're calling it the meat wagon? Uh, Scott McLaughlin is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know if that's that is uh, Team Penske, Penske Perfect sanctioned. Yeah. But he's they should, calling it the meat wagon. I so. hope it says it right on like the halo, you know, like, <laughs> meat wagon. <laughs> you know, sometimes it'll say like VK's 50th race or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm totally in on that. Let's Yeah. They should. I don't know how many more races they have left this year with good ranchers on the car, but it absolutely needs to just say meat wagon. Yeah. On top of the, the arrow screen for sure. I mean, yeah. And if there's a graphic for like an actual meat wagon car, like I'll get, I'll get that (laughs) tattooed on my body for sure. (laughs) I wouldn't tell too many people about your meat wagon, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get it on my like, you know, fingers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can, can that fit how many letters is that one two three four five no that's one too many right oh uh, well i could like you know do it on my elbow <laughs> put it on the knuckles Meat waggo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. i i feel like there's something to be said for a car like you mentioned scott dixon there like there's something to be said for cars that look the same every week and I feel like that's part of it too, is that they all look different. Other other than like Pato and Scott Dixon and Will Power and Marcus Erickson. Perucci's black and red, yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of because they don't have a sponsor. And also it's not like Ferrucci's getting a lot of TV time. No, no. He's getting a lot of attention. He's not getting a lot of TV time. Yeah. And that's something uh, that's a learned thing. Like if I had just picked up this you know, like if this was the first time I watched, I wouldn't remember. Yeah. 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 I don't know. There's like, I just think back, I think about like Buddy Lazier with all purple and uh, Scott Sharp is one of the ones I remember a lot from the IRL days, the Delphi. It's like bright yellow and black and red. Really cool. Um, the Pennzoil, the all yellow Pennzoil Panther, you know, there's just certain schemes I think back to when I, you know, from watching when I was a kid. And I don't know if that would exist now, you know? I mean, maybe the DHL, because that's the same every week, but that's not like a particularly good scheme, no. you know? I want like a purple and gold, you know? Um, cool. Yeah, like there's there's certain things that just go together. Yeah. Uh, that's then, kind of Connor Daly at the 500. Yeah, true, true. Kind of a purple and gold combo. Yeah. But again, one off, so... Yeah, I think they could be better, but I'm excited for the meat wagon. Tyler's excited for the meat wagon. <laughs> why? Mouth, why did they? How did they not debut watering that? Watering for the meat wagon. How did they not debut that in Wisconsin, though? No, that's a good question. That's where the meat is, man. It is. That would. Yeah, I feel like that would have gone over great. That's your. That's your audience right there. Yeah, the people who are sucking down five brats a day. Yeah, brought to you by Johnsonville. <laughs> <laughs> our apologies to uh 
to every the population of Wisconsin. Our apologies. <laughs> um, we should probably make some predictions. Probably, you know. But who are, who are you liking this weekend? Uh, you want to take guess? That that's it. He's he's a big one. It's Polo. That's such a cop out. <laughs> how can how can you not choose Polo though? I mean, what, that's why this. it's a cop out. But it it is what it is. I I I will say you know. If there's someone who could surprise me, I think it's going to be Jack Harvey, um, which I know that might come as a shock considering his performance in every single race this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's done he's done well in Indy Lights at this track. Um, you know, I actually put thought into this. Uh, and, yeah, I, I feel like Jack Harvey, I'm not going to say Ray Hall Waterman Lanigan is – you know, as well prepared as other drivers, as other teams. Mm-hmm. But if he can get a podium, I think that'd be huge. Yeah. Uh, or if he can even like sniff a podium. <laughs> that would, I, be, yeah. I do feel like that would go a long way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I think, I think he, it's potential because he's done well here, but uh, on the other hand, so has uh, some other guys who haven't performed. So yeah, it, it's a, it's going to be fierce. Yeah. I mean, I am hopeful for his sake and for your sake now that you're going out on a limb. Um, that limb is not strong enough for two people. <laughs> and I'm not sure it's strong enough for one. So I'm going to leave you out there by yourself. Um, I I think Colton Herta bounces back after ultimately kind of a tough weekend at Road America, having been pretty much the dominant car for most of the race and not even coming away with the podium. I think he bounces back. I don't think he's been particularly good at mid Ohio over the years, but he's fast. Like that's just kind of, you know, he's a, he's a good driver. He's a fast driver. Um, and I think as unlucky as he got last year. Um, I think, I think things fall his way this week. So, um, yeah, it'd be awesome um, to see her to win, man. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly surprised he hasn't won yet this year, which come um, close several times. So, yeah, it's not a bad pick. No. Um, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about it. And, and my kind of dark horse pick for this week, um, I like Simon Pagino to get on the podium. Meyer Shank has kind of had a tough year kind of across the board. Um, Simon Pagino has had kind of a tough year. Um Meyer Shank is based in Columbus, so it's kind of a home race. I think Simon puts together a good weekend. He's only had two career finishes outside the top 10 at Mid-Ohio, and that's like over 10 years, essentially. Um, He's won here. He's podiumed. I think this is the week. He kind of has a put some stuff together and and has a good week for, for Meyer Shank, so um, not that I'm particularly a Simon Pagano fan, um, but I mean, Pagano has been. I don't know if he's been like performing the same as Jack Harvey, but he he's not. He's closer to Jack Harvey performance than you'd like. Yeah, yeah. I, At least yeah, this I think anyone <laughs> would like. And yeah, as hard of a time as I gave Elio um, earlier this year. Because, I mean, I still think he's kind of dead weight. 
Um, yeah, he definitely he's still is. ahead of Pagano in in the championship. Which yeah, I mean that might well how part of that how, might be because Elio is dead weight. But how much though? How much? Because like they got to be like right next to each other. Uh, they are right next to each other. Okay, it's seven points. Um, yeah. Okay. Come on. That's yeah, like a. He's still ahead of him. It's halfway through the year. <laughs> I, I mean, that's not nothing. That's like you know. I don't know. He's less bad, but he's still basically the same. <laughs> I mean, I think he's Simon Pagano has had kind of. Um, Pagano hasn't DNF'd as much, right? Well, he got turned into at Indy. Um, I can't remember what happened at the GMR. Um, he hasn't been great. I think he got caught up in that first lap wreck at St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's just he's been like all right. He hasn't been a contender anywhere, and I feel like it's been a while since we've had kind of that flash in a pan mid pack driver having a good week. So, um, I think I think he could do it this week. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll I, see. Yeah. Anything else, Mid Ohio wise? Terms of predictions? No, I don't think so, man. I think All I'm right. good. All right. Well, yeah, we should talk a little bit. I mean, we're halfway through the season now. Um, my question for you is the season going too fast? Because I cannot believe we're halfway through the year already. Time is just going too fast in general. Uh, the season's included. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. If you, like, every, you know, you, it feels like there's time always... slipping away through your fingers, Tyler. Yeah. And there's always another race. Like, it's like, you know, you barely get done with the last one. And then here's the next one. I can understand how F1 has a summer break, even mm-hmm. if it is like really stupid, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can kind of get it. Um, but it is cool. Like, I think you need that kind of pace uh, for these guys who have really big disappointing weekends to just be like, well, you know, time to prep for the next one. And the next one's right there. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's enough races? Uh, I think there's enough races, but we're maybe not at the right tracks. Interesting. What do you mean by that? Expand. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't go back to Detroit. No, no. I would cut Detroit out. I don't understand why you have such a problem with Detroit. I, I, I was just don't get it. It was just like yellow, 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 and wasn't that bad? Oh, it was pretty bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> I found myself being like, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, that's really the only one that I would I would flat out cut. But maybe you know, I could see a few more races. The problem is when you had more races, like you had more expense. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd rather have the same amount of races and better quality racing, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone's going to fight you on that. I'm just not sure where else they should go. Like, what, what, what would you see as being an addition to the schedule? Uh, I don't know. Well, like it's hard for me because I'm such a new fan. I would go to Miami. Um, I would. Why Miami? Like the F1 track? Yeah, the F1 track. I think it's an interesting track, even if it is a little weird. Um, what do you think about that? I can see it in your eyes. There's a, there's a, there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I can't believe you think that's a. That, do you think I that's think... more interesting than Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. That that's it's a just... parking lot. It's uh, a parking lot. But they set it up better, you know. <laughs> if I taught you nothing, <laughs> I, listen. Uh, I I don't have like a a list here with all these like tracks and the track maps open that I can just flip through. I but, well, I get that, but if you're gonna come with that take, you better be prepared. I tell you what, I just don't like Detroit. I'd rather have something else. Wow. I don't know what, but Miami seems better, marginally at least. If if you had said Homestead, if you had said that, I I I would be proud of you. <laughs> and the fact that you said <laughs> my the parking lot at Hard Rock Stadium, it I I died a little bit inside when you said that. Hey, it is what it is, brother. I guess so. I yeah. I mean. Nothing we can do now. That's out what, there. It's in what, the open. What am I on the chopping block here? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's I'm I might need to take some time. <laughs> I need to do some reflecting. But what what you would you that? What would you rather have other than homestead? I mean home in terms of places that I would like to see IndyCar go, um homestead is up there. It's like yeah, I mean, yeah, they're I get all that. ovals. They're all okay. ovals. Like, I'll take another oval for sure. Don't get me wrong. But... Um, Homestead is there, Kentucky, and then Milwaukee. I think are the top three. I if commissioner for a day, whatever you want to call it, those are the three I would, I would pick. Yeah, and I think Milwaukee over Detroit just from the track map I saw. Yeah, oh, I mean, I would take Milwaukee. Oh, if it were between the two, I would absolutely take Milwaukee over Detroit. I, I don't think that means... I, I don't want that to come across as I think Detroit is bad. Um, I think it has its place on the schedule. I Yeah, see, I feel like... Yeah. I don't know and how I feel now. This is this is like earth shattering for me. Earth shattering? You're really that hard of a Detroit fan? Well, no, Wait, but the, you got a Jets pizza under said, there or something. I've actually never had Jets, which I should try that at some point. <laughs> but the fact that you said Miami, <laughs> if you had said Coda, if you had said Coda, even Vegas, even Vegas, I haven't I seen Vegas like, yet. You know, well, I know, but like it's still like it's a spectacle. Hence why they're trying to steal IndyCar's copyrighted <laughs> trademarks. But it'll still be an interesting backdrop for a race, even if the race and the track sucks. Well, I'm trying to be, I'm also trying to be realistic here. IndyCar can afford a parking lot. They can, but they can also afford like a real racetrack and not a parking lot. <laughs> I mean, I think, it, I think it's a pretty decent race. I, when I like, when I watch it, I, you know, I, f- I find it uh, generally exciting. Well, I'm glad you do because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can move on. 
We don't we don't need to spend any more time and energy thinking about Miami. <laughs> All right, I'm. I can't think about this anymore. This is. I. We need to move on because I'm. Who has guy. been the biggest surprise for you, AJ, this year? I think Marcus Erickson. I think yeah. he. I. Not that he's. Not that he's like blowing expectations out of the water, but I was not expecting him halfway through the year to be second in the championship. He surprised me when he won St. Pete. Um, I mean, yeah, me too. Obviously, it was not like under great circumstances but mm-hmm. uh but it was still crazy that he was there um yeah and he's yeah he's still there i mean he's yeah. still running second in the championship i mean i've i expected him to be solidly top 10 mm-hmm. you know it felt like last year he kind of hung in there so long because indy was double points yeah i could see that um but the fact that he's still second in the championship he was in position to win at indy He's won a race. He, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what his worst result is so far this year, but I don't think it's like outside the top 10, right? It's got to be, yeah, his worst finish this year is 10th. Yeah. Like if, but- if you had asked me to bet on whether Marcus Erickson had finished outside the top 10 halfway through the year, I would have put my house on the line. <laughs> You know, like I'm I I'm genuinely impressed that he's been such a big factor throughout the year and so consistently throughout the year. Um, So, yeah, that's easily my biggest surprise. I mean, there's, you know, some guys in there, Cal lot. He's been having a good year. Um, Yeah, he's been all right. Yeah. You know, Kirkwood winning a race. I mean, I'm. Not terribly surprised that Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan has not had a great year, but um, yeah, that's that's my surprise of the year, the year so far. What about you? Um, you know, I, I think uh, I call this cop out if you want. I feel like Pelot's just dominant appearance. I don't know because that's people not a cop out. People, I feel like I feel like I came into this sport and. One of the biggest selling points is like, oh, yeah, no one dominates. This is IndyCar. It's always up for grabs. And it still is kind of up for grabs. It's not like said and done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but below performing so consistently and winning three out of the last four races is just kind of bonkers to me, I guess. Um, when I think about like, you know, that this isn't like F1 and it's just it's all about setup and it's performance. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> to think that someone can <laughs> be so good. Yeah, I mean that just goes to show how like what level he's been on. Yeah. You know. Test his P. Yeah. Yeah, he I don't know. He he's been the, the guy this year for sure. Mm-hmm. And I that it's not a cop out. I don't think <laughs> to pick him this week is a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> That is one thousand well, percent taking the easy way out. Yeah, it's like if you if you if I were to put money on it, I bet you Pillow. The price for Pillow winning to this weekend is not good. I'm like, sure it's not. It's yeah. like picking chalk in the in March Madness. It's yeah, exactly. The same thing. But I mean, it still is kind of a surprise that he. Granted, I mean he he was consistent at the beginning of the year, but he really turned it on 
since since the GMR. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's totally valid to be surprised by that. I'm surprised by it. I considered saying that too, but what about biggest disappointment? Who's who have you been? Uh... This is easy for me. Um, Stingray Rob. Uh, I was real hyped with the name. Uh, and I feel like I, I understood he's a rookie and he's going to have bad races. He's probably not going to be that good, but to be this bad is like, you know, uh, it's really the DNFs um, that, that worry me. Uh, yeah. Cause it's like, you can't control the car. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> are you ready for the next step? Uh because I, I can't remember where he came from, F2 or Indy Lights or whatever, but it, I, I know he performed decent down there. So Decent enough to get a ride. I mean, he came yeah. from Indy Lights, and I think he'd been there a couple of years. He hadn't blown blown people out of the water. Obviously, he didn't win Indy Lights last year. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if so, I'm disappointed. Well, I guess I am disappointed. Uh, and you want him to win. That's a great yeah, thing I for mean, the sport. Stay yeah, I want, him to, I, wanted to, I want to see him do well. Yeah. I di- I didn't think he would be in contention. I don't think he would be winning races, but it's it's not a disappointment. It's a disappointment because of the potential, not because of the hope. I'm not totally sure the potential is there. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like the potential for the sport, not the his potential. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. For me, it's been Jack Harvey. I know he didn't have a great year last year. I was hoping he would turn it around. Um, and even though expectations weren't super high, it's still been disappointing to see him struggle so much. I think that's fair. Uh, he, he's been around for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. He was with Meyer shake Meyer shank for a handful of years. And they were, when they first started out, I think they were indie only and he drove for them. And then they added a couple races and we're gradually building up the program and finally went to full time and he had a couple, couple good runs. I think he podiumed at the GMR and um, seemed to be like on the rise, like kind of fulfilling his potential almost. And then he moved to Ray Hall Letterman and that was last year was his first year there. And I mean, fell off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know how much of that is his fault because yeah. clearly there is not something's wrong. We've, I mean, beaten a dead horse here. Something's not right at Ray Hall Letterman. Yeah. Um, so but I don't know. performing. I mean, yeah, he, he can, he can piece something together at least. Yeah. And I was hoping Jack Harvey would be able to do that. And that has not happened. It's just yeah. gotten worse, I feel like. And, and to clarify, Lungard performing as like a couple top 10 finishes. <laughs> I mean, that's more than anyone else on the team can say. Yeah, I know. But like the bar is low. It is. Um, well, and that's that's what makes it even more disappointing is that the bar <laughs> is low and he's still not clearing the bar. Yeah. Yeah. For someone who's not new to the sport, um, I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be kind of at the same i mean he's he, he's behind connor daly in in the points race this year and that's pretty bad connor Cons- daly is no longer in the series <laughs> so yeah so he's got like what like a 
a, a lot of 20, 25th, 26th. Yeah, a lot of very poor results. Yikes. Um, I can read them off to you if you'd like. 22nd, 18th, 13th, 24th, 20th, 18th, 17th, 26th. So his best result this year is 13th. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. David Letterman's probably calling him into his office, you know, not telling him jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's unfortunate. He seems like a good, I've said this a million times. Seems like a cool guy. Seems like someone who would be good to have in the series. It's just unfortunately not working out. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do when Pato and Polo and Choir and Money is around? It's a hard sport, you know? So It is. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the nature of it. It's, you know, eat or be eaten, right? Is that what the saying is? Yeah. That, I mean, I, I get what you're saying from that. So I'm sure it is. Yeah. So. You know, uh, and and I, I we got to touch on this because I think you, you threw some shade at St. Pete earlier. But for me, it is the best. It is my favorite race so far this year. And I think it was just because it was such a chaotic entrance to this whole thing, the whole podcast, the whole beginning. Well, so you love the chaos of St. Pete and it's your favorite race of the year so far. Okay, here we go. But you hate the chaos in Detroit, and it's you would take it off the schedule if you could. The chaos in Detroit was contradictory. No, it was totally different because St. Pete, it was like, got a yellow, move on. Detroit was like, got a yellow, we need 30 minutes to clean the lap, to clean the race, the course up. And then you come back, and then Pillow's still just going to win. St. Pete, they went two corners and then there was a red flag. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> but that's not that's not yellow and move on. That's that's stop and go, stop and start. There were I don't know how many yellows at St. Pete. That makes but no sense to me. It's just different. Like I don't know. Detroit wasn't the the crashes weren't exciting. <laughs> it was just like oh he's in the wall. Okay. For some reason, it's going to take forever to clean it up. Yeah, but the racing was better. I don't know if it was. I think it was. There wasn't that like last minute change competition, like the final lap. The final couple well, laps at St. Pete were there like. Have been in, there wouldn't have been a lead change if Pato hadn't had some sort of mechanical issue. That's fair. But like, that's not as tangible to me. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Grosjean and Dixon running into the wall, you know. Um, I mean, it St. Pete was good this year. I, I'm not trying to and, say it wasn't historically, it hasn't been the most exciting. It, it, it goes, it goes back to me not being a sicko, I guess. Like, I don't, you know, I am still you're just getting watching. there, you're good. I'm there. watching this and absorbing, okay. It's yeah. like, um, so I don't know that that was my. I thought they kicked it off really well, and I was kind of pissed that we had to wait three more weeks <laughs> after St. Pete to, to get back into this. So, I mean, I was too, and I think everyone was. <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe that, that they start the season and then have three weeks until the next one. Yeah, we don't have to get back into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what about know. you? Your favorite race this year? I if mean, it's got to be Indy. 
Indy De- was. Oh, it's not Detroit? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I didn't. I'm trying to call you out on your your flip flopping. Your yeah, your inconsistencies. I don't think it's inconsistent. I think they're they're different. But uh, Indy was a good race. Exactly the same to me. No, it's (laughs) it's it's got to be Indy. It was a you know close finish. Obviously, the the three red flags in the last twelve laps or whatever was less than ideal, but it was still so much fun, and it's always so much fun. So I don't know. It it was Indy's Indy. It's it's always going to be exciting, regardless of whether or not it's a great race or not, or an exciting finish or not. There's always drama. There's always something to talk about afterward. Yeah, and I mean, New Garden winning it is just like so crazy. Um, it is, yeah. Like when you think about that, everyone's going to remember New- this race, you know. Yeah. Yes, um, hundred percent. Like I know people, a lot of people remember every indie race, but like this one really sticks out. It does. Yeah. And I mean, this new guards win. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's such, he's such a popular driver. He's such um, a dominant driver. He's been around for so long. Um, So, yeah. I mean, people, you know, people remember 2008 when Scott Dixon won, and it wasn't even quite as dramatic as this one was. And, you know, you're introduced as an Indy 500 winner after that like they talk about that and yeah it is indy i don't know how many times they said that it changes <laughs> your life it really does um and regardless of how things play out that just makes it interesting to me at least and being being there in person obviously that makes it way more memorable yeah but hey do you see that well that lady finally got a new car yeah i did yeah <laughs> snowball too yeah <laughs> good for her i'm glad they <laughs> glad they helped her out yeah, I gotta say, AutoNation absolutely dropped the ball on that because they could have been spearheading like AutoNation. That's like a car dealership. Yeah, they come on, it's easy chain. Yes, they they have a million cars. I'm sure that they could have just handed over to her, and especially to especially being a Chevy Cruze. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a. They could have been for Andretti to have been like, sorry, Chevy. Here's a new Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been a, Super, a good PR move yeah. on, their, on their end. So, yeah, they kind of dropped the ball. So, <laughs> But good for Doug Bowles. Good for good for IMS. I'm, and I'm good for her. I'm glad she got a nice new car. It sounded like yeah. she'd never had a like brand new car before. So, I, it's expensive, man. So It is. It's yeah. very expensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we talk about some of the other goings on? This yeah, there's a lot of happenings, though. So yeah. Down. Well, yeah. So, I mean, there was a test out at Iowa, 20 cars, which is, I feel like is a lot for a test. And Colton Herta was fastest. I don't know if you have any any thoughts what? on the results uh, of unofficial times. What happens at the test and what does that mean? Um, I think it's just a lot of data collection. They're just, you know, running laps and um, thinking about. You know, I don't know if it was a tire test or open test or whatever. It kind of depends on I'm I'm guessing with 20 cars, it was probably an open test. And it's basically mm-hmm. just a chance for people to show up and run some laps and get some data. Track time um, kind of stuff. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, it didn't oval like that. And especially Iowa, it's kind of bumpy and 
been around for a while and you know setup yeah. is important there yeah so just i mean chance to fine tune i think her to going fast is kind of it's kind of sweet um mm-hmm. but maybe some of the guys aren't really you know i would hope they're pushing the limit but maybe they aren't i don't i don't really know yeah i mean yeah it doesn't you don't know it, i mean it could mean absolutely nothing ryan hunter ray for the record was second quickest um which is encouraging ed carpenter racing has always been fairly good at at iowa but yeah it's just who knows i mean penske's dominated there the last i don't know it seems like the last like five years since joseph newgarden came to penske that's kind of what it's felt like <laughs> yeah he's probably- joseph newgarden has dominated at iowa so <laughs> which also i'm I would love to see Newgarden sweep the ovals this year. He's two for two so far. He blew everyone out of the water at Iowa last year in the first race and was doing it again in the second race when he had a like his suspension broke and he wrecked. That is that is a good point. Um, I didn't even think about that. Uh, but yeah, that'd be cool to see. You know. Yeah. Well, and then he ended up winning at Gateway last year too. So it it it'd be cool to see. But with the same same rules as Polo for Newgarden, um, sometimes dominance can get a little boring if I'm not rooting for you. So. Well, see, the thing about Newgarden is that, yes, he wins a lot of races, but he also sprinkles in like those 19ths and 23rds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's not like consistent. He, yeah, he has like some absolutely terrible weekends. Which so far this year, Alex Polo has had only good weekends. Mm-hmm. Not even any okay weekends. It's like all been good. So I feel like that's the difference. Like New Garden is peaks and valleys. Yeah. Below is like steady. Just good. Yeah. Just very slow incline. Yeah. So it just feels different. Well, in addition to the Iowa test, I guess when they were out there, um Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan stopped by in Des Moines. Uh, mm-hmm. they had like a little photo shoot with the uh, the cars that they used for testing actually. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And they did a pit stop challenge between Lingard and Jack Harvey. That was pretty uh, cool. Yeah. It was really close. And I, apparently Lingard pulled it out. So yeah. it was good to see like pictures of those guys interacting with people and stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, he... Hy-V has done a great job. For yeah. This race. Yeah. I that's what it was. A... So, yeah, I was actually in Iowa this last weekend for a wedding and, way up in mason city not even close to des moines not even really it's more it's closer to like minneapolis it's more twin cities than it is des moines um and there were still i i had to run into high v there were you know signs and they didn't have quite the merch i don't know if that's the closer you get to des moines the closer you get to newton the more like last year they had die casts and koozies and t-shirts and all kinds of good stuff um penance little diecast haulers that kind of stuff they had pretty much everything you could imagine um they didn't have that up in mason city i don't know if they'd have more of that closer to closer to des moines but i don't know it's good to see someone really investing in indycar and obviously they're investing in in the race weekend with the concerts and stuff so it's it's cool to see them out there trying to promote it yeah yeah definitely uh as a real waterman a good fan i had to i had to point it out you know um the other news, uh, probably the biggest news that's going around right now is Polo's uh, 
F1 career potential. Um, yeah, there's that big article. I, I say big. It wasn't like long or anything. No, <laughs> but uh, I, it I feel started like was, some drama. <laughs> yeah, it was everywhere uh, on on the Twitters and uh, I don't know. I just kept seeing it pop up. So uh, and and the the big thing that I saw to grab my attention was four F1 teams interested in Alex Below, but I don't know if that's exactly the case. No, it seems like that was like a misconstrued portion. Nathan Brown wrote an article for the Indy Star. He like casually mentioned that if any of these team principals are interested, Alex Blow would be available. This is essentially what he wrote. And I feel like a million people took it as these four teams are interested in Alex Blow. And it yeah. kind of got out of control. So that that's the impression I got. But then, you know, you actually read it and it's uh it's not it's not uh this fake news um that uh that Alex Polo is definitely going to F one. So yeah. Uh I was just gonna say there was some cool, some interesting stuff revealed in that article though. Mm-hmm. Like Ganassi's offering him four million dollars a year. Um and then uh allegedly. Allegedly. And then, uh, you know, they're waiting on this whole, uh, they're waiting on the F1 break for something to kind of shake out for Plo and, and he might have an out with his McLaren contract. I'm not exactly sure how all that works out, but. Well, it, it sounded like because Plo has signed a contract with McLaren and he's also, I mean, officially like a development driver for McLaren. Sounds like he has, and I'm, again, basing this all off this Nathan Brown report. It sounds like he has until July 30th to find a spot in the F1, on the F1 grid, before July 30th. So it sounds like Polo has until July 30th to find a a spot on the F1 grid outside of McLaren. Um and if it gets past July 30th, that McLaren kind of has exclusive rights because he's, I don't know if it's part of the IndyCar contract or what, but something kicks in at that point. Yeah. Or the development driver contract, whatever it is. That's when like his, ex- I don't know if that's like when the contract would start or what. It, it, I think it's, it's not like Nathan Brown has seen the contract from what I gather from this this article um so who knows what the actual details are but yeah and it doesn't sound like i mean you might know more about the the f1 free agency than i do but not this year no (laughs) no i i I feel like they just got a bunch of new blood in Mm -hmm. and there wasn't really a lot of opportunities i mean logan Sargent. i don't know it's hard you kind of i feel like they the leash is a little bit longer uh, for the new the newbies in F1 right yeah. now. So, yeah, I don't see a lot of spots opening up, but I'm probably wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see it. I, I think it would be I don't know. I kind of want him to go. I think it would be good for him to go because I think he would do well. Um, And I think it would kind of help out IndyCar if he showed up there and started beating people right off the bat. Um. The thing I keep coming back to is how different would the se- this season be if Polo had gone to McLaren like he had planned to after like for this year. That 
that's really hard to say because I, I feel like it can't go much better for Paul right now. Mm. Like things are Chip Ganassi's clicking with him. He's clicking. Mm-hmm. McLaren seems like they aren't firing on all cylinders uh, as mm. much as the resources they have. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they've, they've had some problems with their cars, but not like massive problems, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so if he had gone to McLaren, yeah, I don't think he'd be, I don't think anyone would be talking about an F1 career for him. I, yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> which is wild because it was a last he, minute thing. Yeah. Like he was trying to go and it was, <laughs> it came down to a courts, <laughs> you know, it was literally a court case. There were lawyers arguing about it, about whether or not he could go. And yeah, I don't, I don't think he would be having the year that he's having if he was at McLaren. No, I don't. I definitely not. Yeah. And I mean, that changes the landscape. I mean, who knows who's in that seat now this year? And if they would be having this good of a year, who knows? Like, Rosenquist. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll be talking Felix to, to, to next year. yeah, <laughs> who knows, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's hard to imagine, man. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad we're not. Uh, and I, and if Paul goes to F1, I'll, I'll definitely be supportive of him there. Uh, even if he's in a Williams or a uh, Haas, and he's you know, middle pack. <laughs> as long as he's beating his teammate, that's true. True. That's all you really need to do in F1. So, yeah, there was um some some Hunkos uh restructuring that happened too, which I think we should know. Any mid season change is always like, you know, they're mm-hmm. trying something different for a reason. Yeah. Uh, they. Basically, let go of Canapino's engineer Charlie Ping and Kelm Eilat's performance engineer Zach Porter. I have no idea who those people are, or what they do, because uh, I just like walked into the sport a few months ago. Uh, but I also have no idea. Um, I mean, obviously, like engineers help set up the car and you know, yeah, dial in the performance. But it seems so weird. Uh, like I saw the I saw the headline and I was like, why? Like I, I feel like Callum Eilat has been genuinely having a good year. He's been exceeding expectations. Canapino, I, I, I mean, expectations for him this year were about as bottom of the barrel as you can get. I essentially had zero expectations for him, and he's exceeded those expectations clearly because he's had some good runs. You know, he's sniffed some top tens. So yeah, I'm just not. It's kind of perplexing, I think, is the only word I can think of to describe this. Yeah, and for my very limited research, like Charlie Ping has been around a, a lot. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not like some guy fresh off the block who just didn't yeah. work out. Uh, and Zach Porter, uh, you know, I, I uh, he came from another, he came from Andretti. Uh, uh, I think it was AJ Foyt. AJ Foyt, yeah. I keep changing, every time I think about him i change <laughs> i change the team um so i mean like these guys don't land on their feet somewhere it's just you know it's interesting that mid-season you're getting you're changing people out mm-hmm. um yeah there's got to be a reason yeah i don't know if there's conflict in that uh <laughs> like area yeah. in that in that garage or, or what but 
uh, for whatever reason, they're making part, a change. Part of me wonders if it's fallout from some of the 500 stuff, like uh, Callum Eilat especially, like they were having such a tough time trying to get his car figured out, even at the open test in April. Like something was very, very wrong. Um, and it took them a while. Obviously, they had to, you know, last second swap. Yeah. Swap cars, go to the backup car very late in the game um, to to make sure I got in. So I don't know if it's part of that. And I don't know, you know, what these individuals would have done to influence that and enough to get the boot several weeks later. But yeah, it just seems very strange. I did, I did, I did not know what to make of it when I saw the headline. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's mutual. Maybe these guys wanted to go do something else too. You know, that we literally, we have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it would be weird though. Mid season. It would be very weird and very coincidental for two engineers <laughs> to be like, let's go do something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's something going on there. Uh, and maybe, maybe hundred days injury is covering it. Who knows? Um, let's hope so. Yeah. So, um, some schedule news, uh, they're fielding, I guess, offers from, uh, a track in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and also Argentina, um, which has been kind of floating around all year, really. Um, but also Roger Penske visited the Milwaukee mile during road America weekend. Um, we had some offline discussion regarding Milwaukee earlier today. I just want to see what your reaction is to that, Tyler. Um. So yeah, could Milwaukee happen in the future? Yeah, I think so. Uh, especially if Penske's there. Uh, and uh, who's is it? NASCAR trucks. Yeah, race? NASCAR trucks are coming yeah. back this year. Yeah. So there's definitely some action going on there. Will it happen next year? I personally don't think so. I think it's going to take a couple of years for for something to boil up. I think you'll see Argentina before Milwaukee. Um, and that's because of Canapino. I just, I just want to read this into the record. If, if it may please the court. <laughs> okay. So you're holding, you're withholding some information. <laughs> I'm not withholding information. You were, you, this was all released in discovery. In fact, this, you brought this information to me that I, this is a direct quote from Mr. Tyler Page. Quote, I mean, Milwaukee probably ain't coming back, Chief. End quote. <laughs> I meant like next year. <laughs> I meant just reading it into the record. The stenographers meant... over there typing away. We're, <laughs> we're getting it in in there. It's on on file in the official there's record. Some, there's some context missing there. I meant next year. Context I, I, is... The context does not matter. That was that was the quote. That's all the context you need. <laughs> I could definitely I could see it coming back in the future, just not so soon. Uh, it would feel rushed, to be honest. It would, but I think it's very well within the realm of possibility. I I would not be. I'm not expecting it to come back for 2024. I would not be shocked if it did. I guess that's where I land right now. Just, well, you have I a mean, better feel for it, so. I mean, Roger Penske is not going to go show up there if there's not a realistic chance of it coming back on the schedule. I feel like that's like, 
it, it seems like Milwaukee is eager to get back on the IndyCar schedule. Um, they've got a new promoter. He, he, um, and this is again, Nathan Brown at the Indy star reported this, um, and kind of provided some background on his visit to the track. Um, the ASA, which is like a, a stock car series, more of like a short track, local regional series, um, is promoting the events at Milwaukee this year. Um, and sounded like he was very enthusiastic and eager to get IndyCar back. So I think both sides of this, the situation want it to be on the schedule. And that's why I'm so optimistic because that's the best news we've gotten in seven years or whatever. So it will, it will be interesting if I have a feeling this NASCAR in Chicago thing is going to flop majorly. Yes. I don't know anyone going. Um, Did you see it was $63 for a six pack of Bush light? Yes. On top of your $270 ticket to get in. Yeah. So uh, I think they totally misunderstood the market. Uh, Yes. So I, and I I think there's opt outs or opt ins. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think it's going to come back next year. And I think that could open up more room for like a Milwaukee IndyCar NASCAR weekend. Um potentially. Pop never has never raced at Milwaukee. And I would honestly kind of hate that. I would hate for NASCAR to glom onto the IndyCar weekend there just because IndyCar is what made Milwaukee what well it, it doesn't is. need it doesn't need to be the same weekend maybe but yeah. like if that track is getting used, you know yeah. like I mean I I think it will ultimately end up in in NASCAR and Cup going back to Road America is what I think because they ran there a couple years and that's not on the schedule this year, but now Chicago is. So I think that's probably where things will end up. But I know you're not super plugged into the NASCAR stuff, so not at all. Um, but I mean, I I still respect NASCAR, huh. so um, I just not plugged into it. Uh, cool. Yeah. In terms of news, is there anything else you need to do? There's any anything else that came across your radar? Um, I mean, Takuma Sato is going to run Iowa and Gateway for Ganassi. There's kind of some talk of Marcus Armstrong taking over the ride for the last two races. I mean, it would have been cool to see him run some ovals, but it doesn't sound well. It's not happening. So, <laughs> so, um, it's officially confirmed Sato's running that. So that's that's really the only other noteworthy thing that I've seen. Lately. Well, it'll be so. interesting if Sato like doesn't if he finishes Iowa or not, because uh, from my yeah. understanding, he hasn't finished an oval this year. Uh, so, yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, he wrecked it. He wrecked Texas. And what? I don't even remember how he ended up at the 500. I'm pretty sure. He Did wrecked. he wreck? Maybe. I'd... I genuinely don't remember. I want to say he wrecked. But or maybe he didn't wreck. He might have like, uh, of course the IndyCar website is uh, pretty un unhelpful in this situation. Yeah, in uh, unusable. He finished seventh at the five hundred. Yeah. How do I not remember that? That was that's like I don't remember that either. Bad. Okay, so uh, uh, let me backtrack that. Maybe he does. Th- this makes sense then for him to to be given the uh the seat. I mean, he's won two 500s, so it's not like he's... No. You know. 
I mean, he's a he's a talented driver. That's you know, I don't think anyone. Yeah, he's just kind of old. I feel like, you know. Yeah, and he. I mean, to your point, he does wreck a ton of race cars. (laughs) (laughs) Probably more than anyone else on the grid. I like. I can't think of anyone that has wrecked more. Yeah. Well, they got to give Armstrong uh, some practice at some point, maybe more time in the simulator or something. Who knows what they're looking at? Yeah. Well, um, and I mean, he's like, he, he seems super promising. So, yeah. I, uh, Romain Grosjean. Romain Grosjean is probably the only one I can think of that wrecks as many cars as <laughs> <laughs> Sato. Just to get that in there, we got to get one jab. Yeah. What we, yeah, I can't, we didn't even talk about him because what, what was there to talk about, you know? So, which is the ultimate jab. <laughs> right at the end <laughs> alright guys well thank you so much for listening to us uh, this has been the 16th Street Scanner uh, if you want to reach out uh, if you like Detroit or if you like the Miami Grand Prix feel free to let us know at 16th Street Pod at Gmail or 16th Street Pod on Twitter that's 16th Street Pod uh, if you like our show feel free to leave us a review that always helps and uh, subscribe is the best way to support us uh, thank you to Penny Wishes for our intro and outro music. Uh, it's always been such a pleasure listening to you guys. So, bye. Who's gonna win it?